Hello, World Wide Web, and welcome back to Cybercrime. My name is Edgar Chanston, your host, and I'm here to give you all your regular dose of morbidity from our cruel world with mysterious tales of true crime from the very earth we live on. In today's episode, we investigate the unsolved robbery of the Imperial Museum in Florida, where the group of robbers got away with 30 million and worth of artwork. Who were the group of skilled robbers? Let's get into it. July 23rd, 2065, a night shift guard going by the name of Jacob Benjamin Johnson, who was an alcoholic, showed up for a shift. The museum still used human guards at the time because they had been having financial difficulties and thus couldn't afford an android guard or an automated security system like many other establishments could. Johnson admitted in interviews that he would often drink heavily before work and bring in large sums of alcohol to work. This night was no different and Jacob recounted showing up to work with several cans of Skywalker brand beer. He began his shift, cracking open a cold one and watching the cameras, though obviously not very thoroughly due to how drunk he was. At 10.42pm, by Johnson's own recollection, he was already drunk and hadn't noticed when an alert appeared on his monitor that the door lock had been bypassed. Motion sensors caught the robbers and alerted the guard of the robbers, at which point Jacob finally realized a robbery was occurring. He rushed down to where the alert had originated from, staggering down the stairs to check on it, at which point one of the robbers had pulled a gun on him and shot him in the leg. The two robbers inside the museum had already begun removing artwork from the walls and none of the anti-theft devices were able to reach the police due to a signal interference that was determined to originate from their getaway vehicle, a black Ford. LWB van, which was right outside, seemingly implying there were more accomplices within the vehicle. This is backed up by eyewitnesses claiming to see a group of four individuals loading the van with equipment earlier that day. At 12.21am, the robbers had tied up Jacob and placed duct tape on his mouth. They had removed 15 paintings and taken 5 artifacts. They promptly left the building, and a few hours later at 6.15am, the morning shift guard, Bella Todd, arrived and found the door unlocked, along with Jacob, tied up with a bleeding bullet hole in his leg. She assists him and patches up his wound before calling the police, asking for an ambulance as well. The cops arrive and review security footage, and question Jacob, of course. Jacob admits to everything he can recollect, and the police add his recollection to security logs and security camera footage. The robbers were all masked, and Jacob could not make out any details other than the two robbers who entered the museum were female and male. The authorities reviewed security footage and recovered a license plate number which they tracked. The van was found in a junkyard with no physical evidence to the identities of the culprits and they could not recover any purchase records of the vehicle. This caused police to theorize that they must have bought the vehicle illegally or used a false license plate. The police could not find any people of interest or suspects, though they do believe that it's possible that one of the guards or other employees could have been involved. The security logs and cameras don't indicate any evidence of guards or other staff assisting the robbers in carrying out the heist or simply giving inside knowledge. The case will now, unfortunately, remain unsolved. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Cybercrime, and unfortunately, this is where it ends. Thank you to our top donators on Matreon of this month, Toastart69, Eric Myers, Super Sleuth Fan 8, and 48 Cs. Thank you all so much for your generous donations, and 100 listeners pledging just 3 amps a month already keeps this show afloat. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.
assuming you live to hear it, and I live to make it. Goodbye.